Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, soap fans and true believers. It's Wonder Women Week on Believe in Soap Operas, starting with Carolyn Hennessy today. We talk everything from General Hospital to Studio City and how she is keeping busy in quarantine. She is such a funny lady, so we have some fun discussing her latest project, The Swing of Things. So I hope you enjoy the interview as it was a great time for me. believe in soap operas and I have the lovely and multifaceted Carolyn Hennessy on today. How you doing Carolyn? I'm spectacular. How are you? Pretty good. So you're staying sane here in quarantine. <laughs> I'm actually, I, so I, I might say that I'm actually more sane because I don't go out and I don't have to go out and deal with people and traffic and you know all of those shenanigans. So I'm having a wonderful time here at home with my dogs. Um, Getting boatloads of things done, reading, getting caught up, zooming with friends, and and so yeah, I'm 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 staying safe and sane and healthy. Well, that's good, and, and that's the thing is is those of us that aren't as social and you know maybe have some things we'd like to get done are doing okay. I know um, I'm not in Los Angeles right now. I'm in Texas with my mom, or else I might not feel the same if I was trapped in a tiny little studio apartment. But right. we find that we're we're doing okay. You know, it's like, hey, we stay busy. She, you know, we're working from home. Are you are you working from home? Because I know you, you know, there is no production, but a lot of voiceover stuff is still going on. I'm auditioning for voiceover. Absolutely, yes, doing some work along those lines. I know no production, and and from what I've heard now, it was supposed to be mid April, then mid May, and now it doesn't look like we're going back until August late if if not September. So it's a little demoralizing because I I'm 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 a workhorse. I am only really truly happy when I'm working, but I'm trying to find things to keep myself busy. So so yeah, you know, again writing, doing a lot of writing, a lot of reading, voiceover, a lot of Zoom calls, um, filming at home for various web, you know, web series that I'm that I'm on, trying to make it look like we're all in the same place. The, that, that's what the editor's going to be trying to do. Uh, there's a wonderful series I'm on called Take It From The Top with Jill Whalen, Jonathan Mangum, Leah Mangum, directed by Ted Lanch. And so we had season one out last year, and now we're trying to do season two in quarantine. And it's, uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. And, and that's what's so great, because I was wondering what someone like you who literally works all the time, you've been in everything I have ever watched, it seems, and, you know, it, it's so great to see that you, you figured out how to keep doing that, and, and to film a whole web series, uh, like, a part, that's brilliant, and I really appreciate the stuff that is, is still trying, like the SNL at home, or, like, the longest days of our lives that they're doing on Jimmy Fallon is really funny, and incorporating soaps, and so, so I'm glad that uh, people are actually doing that not just the jokes 
Well, it's going to be interesting yeah. because what better place to incorporate COVID incorporate COVID nineteen than General Hospital? Oh yeah. And how are the writers going to tackle that when we get back, or even before? Are are they going to ask us maybe to? I don't know about Diane, <laughs> my character, but but maybe some of the doctors and nurses and patients. You know, is it going to be like a Zoom sort of thing? I don't know. It's it's going to be really interesting to see. Interesting to see. But yeah. if I, but I, I think I think we have to give a nod to it. You know, when we when when General Hospital comes back. So of course, and you know, General Hospital has always done their like you know epidemic storylines really well. I mean, we've lost like you know great characters that way, like Doctor Tony Jones when there was the encephalitis outbreak and and things right. like that. So so if any soap can do it and do it well, it will be General Hospital. Yes. And yeah, yes. we'll see. We'll see what characters do not want to go into contract negotiations. <laughs> they will have been victims of the, of the COVID-19 pandemic. <laughs> it's not funny. It's really not funny. <laughs> it is a little funny. I mean, because that, that is sort of how it works sometimes. People don't realize. It's right. like, you know, pe- people usually choose to leave. <laughs> you know, they're like, you know, I'm good. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. It's funny, like a lot, someone did propose the question the other day of like, how are soaps going to do it? And I'm like, well, when you watch soaps, I know like with Days of Our Lives this past week, most of the scenes were just between two people. So you can certainly maybe reduce the amount of cameras that they're using and and a little bit of the crew. And and it could be done with maybe less than 10 people with some of these new safety protocols. I, I think so. I, I think so. I am hoping that we find a safe way to bring everybody back onto the set, onto the floor. I don't know if we can for like maybe maybe a year or so, but at a, at a certain point, I think we've got to decide what's a new normal, and then and then try and keep as many people employed as possible. Because do we need all the line pullers? I think everyone on that set is necessary. Oh yeah. Everyone on that set, there's, there's obvious, or they wouldn't be there. I mean, certainly on the ship that Frank Valentini runs, it's very, very tight. So everyone who's there, there's a place and a necessity for them. Now, does that mean that fewer sets are on the soundstage at any given time so that people can spread out even further into in doing their jobs? I don't know. What about, uh, what about kissing scenes? What about, you know, love scenes? I don't know. I just, it is my, it's my fervent hope that no one is put out of work when we all go back to work, that no one is put out of work because of this. Do we all have to wear masks? Okay. All right. So the, so, so the crew has to wear masks, at least let's say for the first year, but there's always going to be something coming down the pike that is going to potentially threaten our health. So how do we how do we survive? Do are handshakes a thing of the past? Are hugs a thing of the past? Are we going to start kind of succumbing to this to this fear? For, are we are we just going to start living in fear for our lives every single moment? And that's not a way that I'm choosing to live. I I, I, I don't I don't want to live like that because that's that's not living. You know, um, waiting until playing waiting until something is safe means never. Because nothing is ever, do you know what I mean? Nothing is ever yeah. going to be safe. Statistically, yeah, that's just the it, way that life works. It's just, it's yeah. just not. So I think we have to, I, there's a fine line between being smart 
and living our lives to the fullest. And I don't know what that is yet, but I know we have got to find it. Otherwise, there will be mass suicide because people oh, yeah. become so depressed. So I am hoping that we do find it before we go back to work and that and that everyone that was on that stage, you know, mid-March or whenever it was that, that we all had to leave is back again. Yeah, and, and that's the ideal situation is to make sure that we minimize the loss as much as possible because, like you said, it's all the unintended consequences as well, like mental health and things that will suffer. And, yes, there are, you know, special safety protocols we can do. It's like, you know, you wash your hands, and, and this is the time to think about it, just like you've adapted to filming the web series from your house and doing voiceover from your house and, and right. other jobs. We found we can work from home, but we do all – we are social creatures by nature, even those of us that don't think we are. I mean, I know I'm not the biggest, you know, social person, but I'm finding it. It would be so great to be able to go out to eat again and talk to people and and meet new people in the way that we used to. And we got to get back to that somehow. But it's like, you know, what what does need to change? And if anything, and we get a vaccine and things like that. I'm I'm hoping that the vaccine comes out, you know, tomorrow, obviously. But I hope... my hope is that look, look, what's what's going to be next? Because there was there was there was SARS, there yeah. was the swine flu, there was the avian flu, there was uh, Ebola. There's, there are all of these things that could take us out at any time. So, uh, you know, and we, I'm just hoping that we we as 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 that humanity does not start living in fear of the next thing. I really do. Well, that's not I, life. You've got to move on. I mean, and it is it, what it absolutely, is. Yeah, absolutely, because. Because there are statistics that so many so many of us are asymptomatic. Oh, I mean, yeah. I could have it, but because of my age, uh, a certain you know there are I have I have no other symptoms, no other comorbidity symptoms. I'm not a diabetic. I'm not this kind of thing. I'm I, I'm in pretty good shape. So is this is this the wake up call for humanity to say, okay, you know what? Let's really take a look at our diet. Let's take a look at at, at, at tackling diabetes. All of these things. I think it's a wake up call in so, so many areas to express to sort of get back on the right track, health wise, exercise wise, because it's not it's not kind of fun and games anymore. But once you once you sort of tackle these issues, I think we have a better handle on it for the for, for the next thing, the next thing that comes down the pike, as it were. Well, yeah, you know what I mean? and, and certainly oh, the percentage looked much better than what they initially thought. And, and is that some to self quarantining? Yes. But it's also the fact that, you know, people were immune to it and they weren't exactly sure how this worked in the first place. But now that we have a little bit more education, we maybe know how to help right. reduce in the future. Exactly. And, and, and I also think that some of the statisticians jumped the gun and there was some like there were some knee jerk reactions because I mean I, what, what is it two million people were supposed to have been killed like in, in yeah but you're supposed to succumb to it by a certain date and we're we're nowhere near that I mean I think we have one million that have tested positive for it but the the death toll has been every death is 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 is, is unwanted of course yeah but the death toll, the death toll has been like a fraction of that so. I'm hope- I also think that 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 the, the the quarantining yes I know it did help but I would like to see small businesses mom and pop stores themselves say okay you know what we're gonna have people we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna reopen we're going to have people stand six feet apart we're gonna let so many people in because these people need to get back to work small businesses need to reopen 
if it means that only, you know, 10 people can sit in a restaurant at one time, well, then, you know, you keep your takeout going and you have people come back. I'd like, I'd like to see some of these quarantine restrictions lifted because the economic, the economic toll that it's taking on, on our nation is, is unwarranted. It's also, it's also saying that, you know what, these mom and pop store owners, these small businesses are not smart enough to think for themselves and decide decide on on, on, on on smart safety practices and they are. Oh yeah. They are. So so I'd like to see things I'd like to see things now. Now that we know, you know, okay, if you want to enter a store you wear a mask. Until 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 a certain point in time which we haven't reached yet. But let small businesses kind of reopen again. And if someone is in that store and is not playing it safe, then they're ousted. Do you know what I mean? So I'd like yeah. I'd like to see this country kind of open up a little bit more and, and try and economically get back on its feet because it's gonna take a so much time for us to make up the losses that we have suffered. And I'd like to see us try and start that as soon as possible. Well, and here in Texas, as of May 1st, uh, restaurants were able to open up at 25% capacity and they have all these new safety standards. I know that was, we were so glad this weekend. Uh, we went up to visit my brother now that things are, you know, settled here and he's all by himself. So, I mean, we've been quarantined, he's been quarantined, but we were safe to, we wear a mask and we go out to to eat now, but, and, and it's great. Like, you know, they're doing what they can. And I know some people have chastised Texas for doing that, but we had a lot less percentage of deaths as opposed to other places, especially here in Smith County, where my mom lives, there were only four deaths like total. So they thought, you know, it's safe to open and they're doing special protocols, but these small businesses are able to make sure. And that's what we made sure to go out to eat and tip well when we went to, you know, local restaurants. Right. Well, good for you. You also have to look at who, what, what are the factors of the people who passed? Were they over 80? Were they under 10? Were they, were they morbidly obese, which is, which is, which is now kind of playing a role in it? Yes. were Were they diabetics? So, you know, what are the, what are the what are the what are the general symptoms? What are the what are the general underlying issues? And and I think the, that needs to be taken into account as well. But I'm glad I'm glad Texas is opening up. I don't think California is going to be able to open up anytime uh, anytime soon. I wish it would, but I don't think our governor will go that way um, because because our population is 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 so super duper concentrated. So yeah, especially in LA County. I mean, I know yeah. that's why I'm like, I want to go home, but there's no home really to go back to. And I'm, I'm much better off here with my mom and my brother while, while right. you know, we can right. kind of do something. Yep. Yeah. I will say it is a sheer delight to drive down the street. And see oh, yeah. It is a sheer delight. If I'm going to the market to drive down Hollywood way and it's like, well, there are no cars for miles. <laughs> Yeah, see, that's the bright side of LA right now. Is there's no right. traffic because there's nothing to go, nowhere to go, nowhere, <laughs> nothing to do. But still, there's hey, a, there's a line around Trader Joe's. That, oh you know, yeah, two, two, two and a half blocks long. But other than that, it's all good. <laughs> but at least LA has a lot you can do because you can still get in your car and drive. Uh, you can't get out of it really and go to a lot of things, you know, other than essential businesses. But you can drive down the PCH for free, and there's you not can. as much traffic. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You can you can you can drive down to San Diego and and you know stop at friends and wave from the driveway. Yeah, <laughs> you can you can drive to the ocean. You can you can see it. You and if you and if there's nobody else around, you can maybe get out of your car. But that's it. Yeah, that's it. You have to sit on the hood. You can't go down onto the beach. No, there 
do. And, you know, let's face it, we've got Netflix, we've got, we've got books, we've got, you know, classical masterpieces we can listen to. There are things, I do something every day on Instagram and then it, uh, it, it lands onto my Facebook and Twitter pages. It's called the daily challenge. And I don't know if you've seen that, but it's, it's a lot of fun. I give people a choice of two things to do and they are educational, fun above all free or very cheap. They are for other people. They are for yourself, but they're very pragmatic and they're not kind of like, you know, Oh, let's, Let's all try and levitate now with the joy and abundance. It's not it's not that. It's, you know, read this poem or write a letter. Um, listen to our national anthem or, you know, um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever, whatever, whatever <laughs> yeah. you know, color with Yeah, crayon. the possibilities but, are endless. The, the, and they are, and they are. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm discovering more and more every day. And I'm actually putting, I'm actually going to be putting out a book about them. But they keep you sane. And they give you something to do, and they give your mind a chance to sort of expand a little bit in maybe a way that you didn't know it could. So, so that's that's been a lot of fun for me, and I've gotten a tremendous response from from that because they're pragmatic and they're doable. You know what I mean? They're they're and so they're a lot of fun. So I don't know that I would have started those again had it not been for me being in quarantine. But boy, have I gotten boatloads done around this house. There isn't a room that hasn't been cleaned twice. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's the thing is it's sort of bringing people back to basics. And that's another positive to it. It's like, you know, we used to all just be going through the motions, hustle and bustle. And, you know, despite the economic challenges that this may pose, especially, you know, in businesses like we work in, it's still a good thing that we've been having to think about what we can do with our families or who we're, you know, in quarantine with or learning about distance learning. And, you know, like you say, these daily challenges could be really helpful to people who are uh, quarantined by themselves and it can be engaging and and we're still able to stay connected with the internet because I say that's the main positive with social media these days is it's all some people have right now right it's anything to keep your mind active and fresh anything to keep those brain cells from atrophying you know that muscle from atrophying yeah that's 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 my goal that's what I'm looking at so and 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 figuring out new and different ways to exercise that's always fun oh yeah i've been uh playing just dance on playstation and it's literally just a game where you dance and you have challenges and me and my mom you know dance together playing this video game fantastic. <laughs> yeah and it's fantastic. great exercise I know. yeah yeah i've got my i have a i have a, a hanging trapeze at the end of my driveway oh fun so so that's that's a lot of fun exercise except when it was raining so that's that's good that's good well at least it probably wasn't lightning like it when it rains here there's always a lot of lightning (laughs) here it's the the capital of thunderstorms you guys have lightning on the tops of your of your home you know yeah it's crazy Aaron. we've had a few tornadoes but there's all the earthquakes in la too right now it's like is this the end of the world I only experienced the one, I think it was, what, about a week and a half ago? It was sort of like a, like a gentle rolling, and I yeah. got four dogs and one cat, and they all kind of raised their heads very sleepily, and I just, you know what, we're all good, it's fine, go back to sleep. 
I know, I remember my cat and dog there would never really care too much about the earthquake till like that one really big one last year. And then my cat just went to the door and like, I don't know what she thought it was, but it was just like, hey, no, this can't happen again. Not cool. <laughs> like, like, it's like, why do you think it's on the other side of the door? <laughs> oh, man. as the Chinese, that Chinese curse, may you live in interesting times, and these are certainly interesting times. Well, yeah, and, and to be honest, I would rather live in interesting times than not so interesting times. <laughs> it's true, it's true. I am, I am sad and sorry for the people that are really having, you know, the, 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 the excruciating time of it, you know, money-wise, yeah. food-wise, home-wise, paying their bills. My heart just goes out to them. I... You know, I, I'm, ex I'm on the hairy edge of, of being really lucky that I think, I think I've got enough in my savings to ride this out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm not feeling that pressure either. And luckily no one in, in my immediate family is. And so we are lucky. Like they say, you're, you're in the same storm, but not all in the same boat. And it's like, that is true. And yeah, so it must be a lot easier for us to be positive. And, but the thing is, is this is why we hope that, the economy starts back up here soon and people get back to work because that that can only help people. I have a feeling, and I don't know why this is, and maybe this is incredible naivete on my part, but I have a feeling we are going to get back to, it's going to be a new normal, but I think it's going to be more of the old normal than we yeah. thought it was going to be. And I think it's going to be fairly soon. That's my, that's my hope, my presumption, that's my belief. So hopefully everyone, we can all just kind of ride it out until then. Yeah, hopefully. And I know we're recording, as I think of that, that I'm like, yeah, because you've literally been working all the time, constantly, like, is you're, you're a big, in the Star Wars universe now, like, because you've been in different parts of it, and I'm like, it's May 4th. I haven't even said, may the 4th be with you now. <laughs> That's right, may the 4th be with you. That's right. I remember, um, for, those, for those who might not know, I, uh, I have the incredible honor of playing General oh, Leia Organa on um, Star Wars Resistance and Star Wars Lego Star, Star Wars All-Stars for Disney. And that brought me to the attention of J.J. Abrams, where I voice uh, a character named Demean Live in Rise of Skywalker, among, among a couple of others. And I must say, when I got the gig, it is... And I and I had to say, as Carrie, as General Leia, as General Leia, may may the Force be with you for the very first time. It brought tears to my eyes because oh, I can imagine. Well, I, I actually I did. I said I just need a moment because it's not as if I'm saying any any other thing as that character, and it's not as if I'm any other character saying that line. It's her saying that, and I I said I just I need a moment because I I became very verklempt very emotional um and that puts me up in that universe even as a in, in, in an incredibly small way but that's a universe that's wonderful to be a part of because once you're there you they, you know they can't take it away from you so it's really lovely it's nice yeah and, and you've been a part of so many things like that like general hospital is its own universe that means so much to people i probably as much to me as star wars does as well i mean star wars really? and general hospital are things i've shared as my family and i know forbes had an article out today about 
will the coronavirus kill daytime? And I'm like, no, I think this is the renaissance for that. Just like J.J. Abrams rebooting Star Wars was the renaissance for that. I feel like this is a time where people are looking to daytime. These reruns of Y&R and The Bold and the Beautiful are soaring in the ratings. Of course. Yeah. Of course, because people want to revisit the things that made them happy decades ago without having to hunt and peck for it on YouTube. They want to see their favorite stars, you know, younger and and doing all sorts of, you know, crazy things that they only that only live on in their memory now until until this virus, you know, made it made it feasible for, for reruns just to, to happen. I think it's I think it's wonderful. Wonderful. Now, I think it what is it? Is it uh, is it days of our lives that was backed up till Halloween? Oh, yes. They tape apparently eight months in advance. And it's funny. I know in the article they cited someone just saying that no one who watches Soap B is going to, or Soap A is going to want to watch Soap B because this one's in reruns. And I'm like, that's not true. Brandon Barash is back on Days of Our Lives, and I've never been a big Days watcher. But I'm like, hey, they got eight months in advance, so I'll start watching this one when that's maybe the only new thing. And so I'm like, I did that. I don't know about you. Do you watch Daytime? I have not watched a lot of Daytime. Even even in quarantine, I have not watched a lot of Daytime. But, uh, but I understand completely the mindset of... Of our, our 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 fans because it's been explained to me so many times. Then I get it. We're family to them, and which is why I say they want to see you know Luke back on screen. They want to see Laura back on screen, possibly even together, because it's without having to hunt and peck through YouTube and find those find those incredible scenes. You know, there it is, fresh, fresh again, you know, living again on their television screen. So I get it, and I and I thoroughly applaud it and support it. Yeah, because like you said, you probably felt that way as you talked about Carrie Fisher and voicing Leia. You probably feel that way about Star Wars. And it means so much to people to see it, whether it be on the big screen, the small string. Or now, luckily, we have all this streaming that people can watch. True. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. No, I am. Um, I in fact, in fact, you know what? I probably should go and start watching General Hospital to see what is going on, what's happening. Because although, although Diane, if you think about it, Diane is so out of almost every loop on that show, except for just a, a precious few, the ones with Sunny yeah. and Carly and Jason and Willa. You know, I mean, <laughs> like, you know, everything that's happening in General Hospital, Diane has nothing, has no knowledge of. Everything that's uh, you know that's happening elsewhere, Diane has has very little knowledge of. She's she's a, a fan favorite, which <laughs> makes my heart absolutely sore when I when I hear that. But she's and, and and she's fun and funny, and people love to see her. And I think she's kind of a breath of fresh air. I liken Diane to the clown between the trapeze act and the guy getting shot out of a cannon. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, because you're sort of there for the comic relief, and your scenes with Nancy Lee Gron are so great. I love the friendship that they play, and, you know, we've seen a little bit of that lately, you know, with Alexis telling Diane about her slipping with her alcoholism and Neil, and, yeah. And Diane, Diane just thinking it's about alcohol, and then suddenly Sam (laughs) and Diane both discover at the same table, it's like, I'm sorry, what now? What? What? And Diane immediately goes right back into, now, after what I'm sure was in a night of amazing sex with Neil, tell me you just, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, just 
She just has to go there. She has to let her imagination just wander. And you know Diane's imagination is vast. Oh, yes. I love Diane. And, and who could blame you? Joe Flanagan as Neil is, is great. And it's like, oh, leave <laughs> In a way, sometimes I'm sorry I have Max because oh, I, yeah. I go for a little bit of that, and then I and then I realize what I've got with Max. So I, and I, that's somebody I wish they would bring back. I do wish they would bring back Dirk. Oh just yeah, while, just to see how Dirk and Diane are coping in quarantine. That would be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. Like, that would be fun, right? Yeah, who didn't love always watching Max and Milo pop up? Because uh, similar to Diane, they were those little fun comic relief characters that would come in. Right, right. I think Diane's a little bit more than comic relief. She provides mm -hmm. comic relief, mm -hmm. but well, you get everyone I, off. <laughs> right, exactly. I can. Well, I can. I piss everyone off. I tell everyone off. Yeah. And, I can, and I'm. I'm essentially the voice of the, the. I'm the voice of the viewer. You know, the viewer yeah. who's, who's who's not able to say what they want to say to Sonny or Jason or Carly, but I, but Diane can say it for them, and Diane usually does. <laughs> and that's my favorite part because um, often on the show, specifically, characters aren't allowed to stand up to Sonny, Carly, Jason. That's just the way that it is. But Diane never hesitates. <laughs> because, well, first of all, because she knows she's necessary. He's not going. To, oh yeah. He's not, not going to pop a cap in her, and and she's right. Yeah. And to Diane, truth, justice, not, 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 you know, justice, justice alone, not social justice or et cetera, yeah. et cetera, but justice, what is right is right. Those are the two most important things to her and Max. So the three most important things. And so she feels absolutely compelled to say what is on her mind because it's usually right and no one can argue with her. Sonny can't argue with her. He might try, but it's like, okay. Yeah, this is, this is why Diane makes a great lawyer. No one can argue yeah. with her. I mean, you've uh, right. gotten people off on a tumor. <laughs> on a tumor. Yeah. On a tumor. A mayonnaise jar. <sighs> yeah, I know. They got, they got that tumor from a prop house, obviously. <laughs> obviously. And my, my favorite part is that it was a tumor the size of a tennis ball. <laughs> and you looked over at, at Franco, at, uh, at Roger. <laughs> Roger, yeah. And he's got a Band-Aid on his head from where they supposedly took out this tumor the size of a tennis ball, and he's got a Band-Aid. And I'm like, really? Really? I know, I know the surgery might have been a while ago, but your hair's all grown back, and there's no scar. It's like, Jesus. Franco has special Wolverine healing powers. We'll go with Wolverine that. Wolverine healing powers. <laughs> but I'll tell you this. I said, I said this tumor in a mayonnaise jar. I said, I want to take this home and put it on my on my mantelpiece. Did they I, let I you keep it? Just, I, no, no. No, it had to go back, it had to, go back to the prop house. But it was because it was just so awful and so ugly that I thought. And it's like, it was literally like half of a brain. They took out half of his brain. <laughs> and he's got a band-aid. And at least it was the bad half. He's a hero now. Yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah. of course. And talk about yeah, and Franco and Elizabeth talk about a beautiful couple. Oh, I know they're my favorite couple on the show. I'm like yeah, I, I'm I'm a Frizz supporter big time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And what? Wait, oh, oh, they call Frizz? Is that what they call it? Frizz? Yeah, they call him Frizz. Franco and Liz. I'm like that's cute. I'll I'll say that. You know, some of the couple names, eh, but that one's cute. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh, see the the viewers, the fans, they are the most creative, inventive, smartest. Huge imaginations, loyal people on the planet. That's it. Daytime has has the best fans on the planet. Bar none. Bar none. 
Yeah, and, and and what's so cool is like you're in another show, which is sort of like a love letter to daytime Studio City, which you know from Sean Kanan, who was AJ on General Hospital, we were talking about, and you know I your character was my favorite character in the whole thing because. Some of your lines were very similar to Diane's, where it's just like, oh, my God, you were speaking for us as an audience member. It's true. It's true. And very tough to hear. Well, first of all, thank you. Yeah, and everyone can find that on, on, on Amazon, streaming on Amazon Prime, Studio City. And and people have said to me, well, well, it's a soap opera. And I said, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, it's gritty it's cable. Yeah. It, it, it happens to have amazing actors you would normally find on soaps. That does not discount the fact that they are amazing actors. It happens to be about a soap opera, but so was, you know, so was Tootsie, and so was Soap Dish, and it and it happens to be produced by a soap star and his incredibly beautiful wife, and that's Sean Kanan. So it's a love letter to Sean about the soaps, but it in itself is not a soap. It is a drama with a lot of comedic elements. So yeah, you could say it's a dramedy, but it's. <laughs> It tackles some issues that people simply, especially actors and actresses, simply don't want to face, and that is ageism, ageism, arrogance, thinking that you know you're 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 kind of above above and beyond everybody else. And my character, Gloria, who is patterned after Gloria Monty, Jill Ferris. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. My character is the executive producer of this show that Sean Kanan's character, Sam Stevens happens to be an actor on. So Sean plays a soap opera actor in this show. And he's he's slowly being phased out because he's a thorn in my side as executive <laughs> producer. And if he were to simply play, play ball, I might not want to put him in a coma or kill him. You know what I mean? That kind of thing, which I can do on the show as the executive producer. But he's not playing ball because he's, he's seeing younger more handsome, more energetic actors kind of rising through the ranks around him. And he still thinks he's that, and he's not. And it's tough to look in the mirror and face that. So that's one of that's one of the aspects of this show. And then you've got Sarah Joy Brown, who plays his sister, oh, who yeah. is doing some of the most subtle, nuanced, devastating work on that show. Tristan Rogers, who plays his father, again, subtle and nuanced like you've never seen Tristan before there's me there's um there's a Scott Turner Scott Turner Schofield who's playing a, a transgender individual and and is and is he's 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 it's there's he's got a monologue in it that's just genius oh yeah and then there's Sean himself who's doing astonishing work and Sean's stepdaughter yeah she was great I've never amazing. seen her before yeah amazing Amazing, and we were we we're lucky enough to have what is it, seven daytime Emmy prenoms, and and with any luck, you know things will go our way, and we'll all get some nods. We'll all take home some statuettes, even if it's virtually, because the Emmys are, are going to be virtual this year. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I know I've been to the daytime Emmys before, and it's always it's such a fun star, you know, red carpet event. How are we going to do that online? But like we say, we've been managing and. Patrika Darvo as his mother is like amazing in it too. I mean, yeah, the whole cast is great and it's a quick watch. Like I watched it in like, you know, maybe an hour and it was like, oh wow, like I want more. And you know. It's six 10 minute episodes. It's an hour. Yeah. And put them all together. You've got the pilot for a series that I think, because as an actor, I have done so much stuff that is free, cheap for friends, etc. And you, you do it because you want to work because they're your friends and 
because that's your job. Your job is to act, act, act wherever possible. But you, you all, and you always hope that something's going to stick and maybe find a find a larger audience. And very rarely does it. Yeah. This, this show, as far as I'm concerned, has something incredibly special about it. It's that little something extra that's almost un, you know un, undefinable and indefinable. And I think it, I think it stands a shot of finding a much larger audience. Than simply Amazon Prime. I'd love to see it on cable. I'd love to see it on on a on, you know as a prime time on 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 the network. Well, who wouldn't? But I think this show has has a shot. I do. Well, yeah. And to me, the best shows are on streaming and cable. And this show has that gritty cable feel. I know when I talked to Sean about it, I was like, yeah, it's about a soap opera actor, but it is about like so much more. It's like that's the surface level of what he is, but it is very much more like he's sort of an anti-hero in, in like the AMC sort of sense of a guy because, you know, he's not quite likable at times, but you're still invested. And like you say, your character, Gloria, she had one of the best lines because I know because I've been a host and I know how funny and true this was it's like you can either be a good actor or be a, and if you just want to be a pretty boy be a host <laughs> be, go be a host exactly yeah. exactly yeah. it's true it's true no, Gloria, Gloria was, uh, and I, I can't wait for season two for Studio City because there are depths to be mined in Gloria we for instance, you know, why do, why do we walk in and see her sobbing at her desk? Well, yeah. I know why, but I'm not going to reveal that. And, and we're going to, you know, it's going to be up to the writers and me and Sean and Michelle, his beautiful wife. And so we're going to be, but, but that's a journey that I think the audience is going to want to take. Oh, yeah. As I say, I, you know, watch the whole show and I'm like, Gloria was my favorite character because you had, it, it's a funny show, but yeah, you had like some of the best lines. And that was what I liked is it was, it was funny and it was more like, you know, gritty funny, like it's always sunny or something like that, where you're able to take chances. I'm like, hey, guys, you want to see Robert Scorpio curse? Tristan Rogers is amazing, and he's got a foul oh, mouth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, a lovely work. Lovely work. So we'll see. We'll see with any luck. With any luck. And we'll see how the, how the Emmys do virtually. <laughs> yeah. And we'll see who takes home who takes home a statuette, even if it's just a hologram. <laughs> Oh yeah, that that would be fun. I mean, we have hologram prints now, so why don't why not hologram awards? Right, <laughs> right. There you go. There you go. Well, I know that you know, like you say, you're still doing a lot of auditions and potential stuff. Do you have anything that might be coming out virtually you want to plug besides well, Studio um, City, obviously? Besides, uh, yes, Studio yeah. City all the way. Mm -hmm. And again, if, if, if with everybody at home in quarantine, this is gonna, it's a wonderful way to spend only an hour. It's wonderful. But I've got a, a, sh a film called The Swing of Things with, let's see, um, Owen Wilson. No, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. Luke Wilson. I get those Wilson boys mixed up. And they're um, both cute. <laughs> they are. They're adorable. Yes. Luke Wilson and uh, John Lovitz. And oh, I love John Lovitz. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fun, so funny. Yeah. Ford Overstreet from Glee. Myself, oh, yeah. Linda Pearl from um, The Office and so many other things, Matt McCoy and myself, and we are all uh, in this incredible movie called Swing of Things, which we, it was a very funny story. In brief, we were housed at, in Jamaica, and we filmed at uh, a swinger resort in Jamaica. <laughs> so that was, that was fully operational while we were there. And if you can imagine the human body doing it, I probably saw it. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. That's oh. all I'm going to say about that. Yes, 
Yes, and after it was, I think it only took about two and a half weeks. We were there for three, but maybe it took two weeks for us to stop walking around with blinders on. You know, trying like trying to trying not to see. It's like, oh yeah, oh look what they're doing. Oh, I didn't know the human body could bend that way. Oh, okay. So that's coming out um, on the, I think July third. I believe that's July third, but sometime soon. And that's it for now because everything else has been postponed or put on put on hold indefinitely i was supposed to i I was supposed to be home already from filming another movie with darren bowsman who i filmed saint agatha with and saint agatha saint agatha is the horror movie that i shot uh, oh yeah with darren bowsman who people your fans your horror fans will know oh yeah i'm a horror fan (laughs) yeah there you go and so that was supposed to be in New Orleans, and hopefully we will get to New Orleans soon and, and film that. It's a wonderful uh, film called Tension. Cool. But other than that, that's you know swing of things. That's uh, that's it. Doing a lot, doing some pitches for my uh, for my Pandora series, the, the series of novels that I have for young adults, and, and to turn it into um, a filmed series. You know, huh. either bigger, bigger yeah. screens. So, you know, things things are we're keeping busy. We're keeping busy. Yeah, that's good. As we say, I mean, this gives people more time to write, more time to work on these things that, you know, maybe we weren't hadn't completed. And yeah, of course, things will change and they've shifted. But, you know, we'll, hopefully we'll be back to work soon. And I just keep still laughing about the Swingers Resort because people think that they don't even have those in America. It's like, oh, boy, are you wrong? Because I... Re- the, well, I lived in one in Marina del Rey unintentionally. Now, apparently it wasn't that anymore. It was just built as a regular apartment. But I think some people forgot that. Because apparently it had been, you know, created in the 60s for that. And I'm like, well, that's the history of this place? Next time I'll look that up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, um, well, he, it's called Hedonism 2. <laughs> it is, seriously, it's spectacularly beautiful. It is a destination resort. For those who like to live that lifestyle. And for the longest time, I could not imagine what this little red light between, you know, the, the, you, the, you have your room and then you've got your bathroom, your ensuite bathroom. And there's a little red light, like in the, in the door jam between the room and the bathroom. And I couldn't imagine, oh, it's not a heat lamp, it's too small. What's, what is that? What is that? Well, you can see that light from the windows as you're walking along outside every room. And if you've got that light on, you're open for business. (laughs) (laughs) So clever. Red light. Red light district. Okay. And now that you mention it, I'm like, I think I remember seeing resorts like this pop up when we were trying to take a family cruise. Uh, You know, I guess we needed the work safe uh, (laughs) filter on. But yeah, because Jamaica had quite a few. (laughs) Well, and, and may I just say, it's weather-wise peak, and and the people were all lovely. The staff was amazing. The rooms, the location—it was just amazing. You just had to be—you had to become very quickly with seeing just naked all the time. The only yeah. time people were not could could not be naked. The only place was in the dining room. And oh, I well, just at say, least they had that. <laughs> well, people pushed it to the limit. They really did. <laughs> you know, you're, look, you're looking up from your bananas foster going, oh, oh, well, that's new. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, but, it was, but again, Harry, Harry Lang, who runs Hedonism, who owns Hedonism too, runs, it's a, it's a great resort. And they've got everything to do there. I mean, everything to do. I learned how to scuba dive in Jamaica. So I became scuba certified. It was, it was, it was a boatload of fun. Well, see, 
You can get your scuba certification and swing all at the same place, guys. <laughs> you can get your scuba certification naked if you want to. Wow. See, but, who but I, knew? But I did not. Yeah. <laughs> so, there, so there you go. I know. It's like, you know, if you're thinking of a fun vacation after all of this, guys, hedonism too in Jamaica. <laughs> hedonism too. And watch the movie. Watch the swing of things. Watch that movie. Yeah, you'll get, it. You'll get a nice flavor for the resort. See, you know, that's an ad for them right there. <laughs> well, no, no, listen, the whole movie is an ad yeah. for them. Well, you, know, we're, you know, Harry's not stupid. <laughs> and because we were housed there, I mean, we were fed there three fabulous meals a day. It was just, it was, it was, it was really lovely. It was just, it was, it was fun. It was fun. And after a while, if you come, you become very blasé about what you're seeing. <laughs> oh yeah it's certainly more tame i just remember the first time i went to a korean spa and then i've tried to take friends later because me and my mom do that all the time and it's you know it's not co-ed like in the nude no. parts but it is no. nude and you just get used to it and and i would imagine you would get used to that too it's like oh all right well, they're you, having sex over there you cool. have to tell me off, off off air you've got to tell me the korean spa that you go to i'm mm -hmm. sure it's here in los angeles because the one i used to go to all the time closed down and i've got to find a new one so we will talk we will talk about that later, oh yeah okay? for sure yeah, yeah there's several right. good ones in la and dallas <laughs> excellent yeah. excellent boy yeah you get you get a you get a um a body scrub they will scrub it they scrub the skin off you oh yeah so nice so nice and that takes some getting used to too the first time you're like uh, but then I you're like oh i can't go without it because they're very matter of fact it's like yeah flip over <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. No, you can't. You can't be prudish either at hedonism too or a Korean spa. No. No. And I feel like that—that that is the lesson here today, guys. You can't be prudish at hedonism too or a Korean spa. <laughs> you can't. You, you, there, you, you, you shouldn't be prudish. You should be uh, respectful, careful, and safe. But lose the word prude from your vocabulary. <laughs> so, so there you go. That's that's my that's my my parting gift. Well, I love it. Well, thank you so much for doing this, Carolyn. It was fun chatting with you. Uh, I, 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 I hope I, I had a good time. I hope you did too, and I hope your audience does. And where can they keep up the conversation with you on social media? And it's uh, com, and that's C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-H-E-N-N-E-S-Y, and that spelling is good for Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. So there you go. And I hope everybody uh, logs on and, and tries my daily challenge. Yeah. I mean, gives you, people something to do. Because you're going to get to see me in a bathrobe. Because, because <laughs> why not? Yeah, that's the beauty of this is, like, not having to wear clothes. Like Seriously. <laughs> see, now we're already halfway to hedonism, too. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Exactly. All right, my dear. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Believe in Soap Operas. We will have to have Carolyn on again since that was so much fun and she is so candid and witty. I love when I get to crack wise as I'm a comedian first. But so I said, it is Wonder Women Week on Believe in Soap. So coming up Thursday, enjoy the first part of my chat with Wonder Woman herself, Susan Eisenberg, voice actress who is most notably Wonder Woman in the Justice League Unlimited series, as well as my favorite game currently, Injustice 2, and many more as she's played Diana more times than any actress. Fun fact. Ken Schreiner, a.k.a. Scotty Baldwin, played the Green Arrow in Justice League Unlimited with Susan, so we talk about that connection and so much more as we fangirl out about our favorite daytime moments, the good, the bad, and the soapy.
Plus, I talked to Alan Locker of The Locker Room, who is putting together these online reunions of your favorite soap operas, past and present, including Guiding Light, As the World Turns, All My Children, and Now One Life to Live. He also helped put together the Daytime Cares event this past weekend with Laura Wright, Ari Zucker, and Sean Christian that spanned nearly four hours this past Saturday. And if you haven't watched it, be sure to check it out on YouTube in The Locker Room, as it was so much fun, and we talk about it on the podcast coming out this Thursday. Again, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the channel if you aren't already and rate us those five stars on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app. Have something to say about your favorite soaps? Leave a review or if you want to hit me up directly, I'm Lucretia Lyons. You can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. See you Thursday! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.